0: Hello, American Outlaws world. I'm Corey Donahue, um, host of the podcast occasionally. Um, We recorded this podcast in Nashville at the uh, night before party is where we will be jumping to after the break here. We got to interview Jonathan Sleep of A.O. Nashville fame, Landon Donovan of soccer fame, and Stuart Holden of hair fame. So we're very excited to uh, bring that to you. And then um, we'll jump to a post-game show, which we recorded also in Nashville right before we went to the airport with our takes on uh, the game itself. So thank you for joining us. Sorry it's been 3,000 years since our last podcast. Let's uh, go now to a break. And on the other side of the break, we will be at the AO Nashville pre- or night before party. Thanks a lot.
1: Nashville, well, the night before party in Nashville before USA Panama, uh, the beginning of Gold Cup. Huge.
0: Wait, 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 wait. What? First of all, let's address the elephant in the room, which is this is our first podcast in three years. Wait, I don't this want to bring mean, this up, Corey.
2: <laughs> I missed the old
3: podcast.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the American Outlaws podcast, number 35. The first one we've had in three years. We are here in Nashville as broken just said. Has it been three years? I know it has. Not. It absolutely has. So We're now it's way more professional. I think, it uh, might not have been the last one that I could find on the internet, but I'm not a smart person. <laughs> it's been a long time, You, regardless, as they say, uh, since the last podcast that I could find on the internet. It's been a long time. I wish you didn't bring that up, Corey. Well, I was going to bring it up because we promised on that podcast that we were going to do it at least every two months. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so,
1: I mean, oh, okay. On that note, I do have now a portable podcast sort of system So now we're taking it live to all these games, you know. So we're going to get people on, like Slape here, who is the most important person here in Nashville. I mean, now we can bring it here, not just have it do it at our office in Lincoln. That's
0: correct. That was the big problem is we didn't have a road, a road uh, board to take for recording (laughs) podcasts. But uh, welcome, Jonathan Slape of AO Nashville. Thank you for joining us, Jonathan, and for putting. Thanks for having me on. For putting all this work on, thank you for that, dude. Uh, this this event is
1: fantastic. Uh, this bar is amazing. I mean, it was packed at seven,
2: and it is still packed. I right mean, now. we got here at like three to start getting set up, yeah. and by five o'clock, I mean it was. I mean, there was at least three hundred people here by five.
3: Woo.
0: Yeah, uh, let me walk listeners around the uh, parking lot that we're in. We're in a parking lot. There's a dance area that's under a roof, and then there's an indoor area. The whole thing is packed. We've already had Bruce Arena on the mic in front of everyone. Uh, There's some rumors that Landon Donovan and Stu Holden might be coming later not to uh i don't know make you feel jealous those of you at home but but jonathan and his team here in nashville have put on quite an event and um how many people do you think are here right now there's got to be what close to a thousand i
1: would think oh yeah has to be has to be and everyone here is fantastic from all over the country i mean so welcoming we we saw people people from cleveland uh la uh boston florida Like Tampa, KC, Lincoln, of course. It's me, uh, course. Up, up north. I don't know. Everywhere. Wisconsin. Yeah. well, yeah. New York.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mr. Slade. Yes. You, I know you've been an American outlaw a long time. When, do you know when you started, when your first year as a member was? The end of
2: 2010 was my first year as a member. Seven years. And you were you,
0: you were involved in starting AO Nashville, right?
2: Yeah. So it was me and Tyler Dammy, actually another Lincoln person. Yeah. Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: We breed AO national (laughs) (laughs) leadership. No, that's awesome. And um, so you, you, what, you just were a big U.S. fan?
2: Yeah, big U.S. fan.
0: First interaction
2: with AO was um, the Trinidad and Tobago friendly here in Nashville. Oh, okay. Um, I met some people here for that. Um, Don't remember a night before we were in a chapter at that point, but that was my first exposure to the American Outlaws.
1: Oh, yeah, where was that for that game? What? Oh, that night before.
2: Was it at McFadden's? It might have been. I think it was.
1: Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. But we're yeah. in this bar now, and yeah. this bar is fantastic. So it used to be uh, an old owner, but now uh, what uh, Tailgate Brewery uh, took it over, and they're fantastic. They actually have uh, American Outlaws, uh, well, A.O. Nashville uh, beer. Yeah, let me sample.
2: It's pretty it delicious. Real quick. Yeah, they are. Uh, oh, it's delicious. It's fantastic. The logo is just. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the, the uh, Waldo jersey, is what it looks like. But then there's. Oh, <laughs> well, let me describe a this, on a There tail is, tail tail is tail with a with pickup eagle. truck, eagle, bald
1: eagle, <laughs> holding an American flag, holding on its other hand a beer, shooting a cannon out of the back of the pickup truck, <laughs> and what is shooting out of the cannon is a soccer ball.
2: And don't forget the eagle is dressed like George Washington. <laughs>
1: I didn't even notice that. The nuances of this label are incredible. Uh, Yeah, we'll take a picture of that and have that up because that is something else.
0: (laughs) So um, for this game, the opener of the Gold Cup, which is tomorrow... How long have you been working on organizing all this stuff? I mean, we really started
2: organizing as soon as it was announced, um, which I feel like was like end of
0: January. Yeah, they didn't give me much time to work with. No, <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, at least time that they gave me. They gave us some time to organize, um, but. I mean, Hex had the lot rented within five minutes of it being announced. Yeah. Yeah, because we, I mean, we were using the same tailgate lot we've used for a bunch of different times, and I feel like before I could even text Hex, he was like, hey, I got the lot taken care
1: of. (laughs) Randy. His name's Randy, I believe, right? Uh,
2: Randy is the nicest guy in the world. He's he's like, like, you guys gonna come back? He's like, I've already called Randy, we're set. When can I get some hot chicken?
0: (laughs) And um, do we have a TIFO for tomorrow? Will there be a TIFO?
2: We do have a big TIFO so this is our first attempt at a TIFO Um, it's 35 feet by 55 feet so it is it was a lot of hard work Um, one of our our secretary he kind of spent a lot of time getting everything together we took about 18 hours worth of tracing in the, one day. Am I right? It, yeah, in one day. And we had <laughs> we had some members that spent the entire time with us, like in a hot, unconditioned, air-conditioned warehouse. 18 straight hours. 18 straight hours. They even skipped the Ghana game. We love
1: you. We love you. We love ya. <laughs> and you. Thank
2: you so much. <laughs> yeah, they skipped. They, I mean, they skipped their watch party for the Ghana game. They had it on, like there, but they skipped the watch party so they could. Oh,
1: wow! See what it takes, everyone, ladies Seriously. and gentlemen.
0: I mean, this is it's crazy. Is, is is as you can tell, uh, folks, the most stressful and then hopefully rewarding part of being a chapter leader.
1: Am I right? Yeah. See, I don't, I don't. think people realize that. Maybe they do. Some people do, but a lot of people don't. Of like the TIFO part of things and how many hours go into it. And it goes up for a little bit of time before Maybe 30 seconds at, right Maybe. after the national anthem <laughs> and what it takes to do that and it means
0: a lot it means a lot to the chapter it means a lot to us the stadium and, and the, People stadium. the stadium get that unique feeling like we're in the middle of something awesome right now that's what I love about it.
2: yeah and so the guy that actually rented us our I mean not rented. he actually let us borrow the warehouse space like he coached soccer uh, years ago but like was so excited when he saw like the finished product he was like I love that I contributed just a little bit by just letting you guys use my space um, to the TIFO. So, like, he's super psyched
0: about it. Nice. Well, um, great work. Great work on all this stuff. As a fan, I want to know, I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. Your favorite goal that you've seen in person as a U.S. soccer fan
2: I mean, it's the most recent goal I've seen in person, but it was Michael Bradley's goal in Azteca. That's Ooh. a pretty good one to see in person. That's I'm one just... of the best of all time. Yeah. yeah. So seeing that in person, I've seen some great goals, but that one is in person. That's the best goal I've ever seen. What was your reaction to that goal? I cried. Did you really? Um, me and Vishal, um, we cried and hugged each other. <laughs> I feel like as a fan, you haven't lived that moment as a fan if you haven't cried. Like, I had
1: that... At the World Cup, both in South Africa and in Brazil. Yeah. Twice. Like in and, and in Mexico. Uh, oh my god, there's a few times that I've had a cry as a fan, and I feel like if you haven't had that moment, you need to keep finding it.
2: Right? right? I think I still cry when I watch the Donovan goal versus Algeria. <laughs> like I, that was the one I was gonna say that I yeah. cried my eyes out of I mean I didn't see that one in person, but I still cry when I watch that video. Oh yeah. And then like the Reacts video where they like pan around to all the different cities like that that's on YouTube. I've
0: probably watched it a hundred times oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) captain jackson lincoln heavily featured in that video
2: yes (laughs) plug for captain (laughs) jacks
0: um so okay
1: so how do you feel i mean i was i was talking earlier to someone about how i love nashville Mm -hmm. like the stadium always has good fans they're standing like the whole game yeah and they're passionate i love it like i mean i I mean
2: how do you feel about nashville as a soccer city i mean it it's a source of pride for us when we see, A, how many people love coming into Nashville just experience the game, um, but the way just the, even the casual fans get excited for the games uh, where, like, they're standing, they're trying to join in the cheers. Um, it's just really cool to see um, all those people cheering on the U.S. and then hopefully as we get, I mean, seeing those people then come and join A.O. It's, like, it's huge
1: awesome yeah as long as they get to the game join us at these events all right now you're going to meet people from all over the country meet friendly faces that right. all you're going to do is talk to people that's why we started this Corey, is to get people together from all over the country to talk soccer and to find other people that you can relate to and right. be fans with and you can have that here in nashville you can have that in the stands tomorrow you can have that at a tailgate tomorrow oh my god so I here's here's the it.
2: question for you guys did oh. you ever think it would get this big <laughs> in your wildest
0: uh, no. dreams? Like, answer is
2: absolutely not. For no, me. I
1: mean honestly, when we when we started this back in the day, we did it because we wanted to meet other fans, but we didn't think it was going to be to where it is now at yeah. all. We we just wanted to meet. I guess maybe we underestimated how many passionate fans there were in this country i don't know yeah, does that yeah. sound bad because it shouldn't i mean because now i don't well, i don't, don't under- know yeah. so
0: it's fine to underestimate it because <laughs> there really weren't that many i don't think it's an underrated city i've been a couple times. <laughs> it's an underrated now city. you're just sucking up to us aren't you <laughs> but we no.
1: travel now and there's passionate fans everywhere and there's just more and more to come and i i i hope this can keep growing i hope people can
0: keep wanting to do this and uh yeah, yeah i don't know no i never thought it would get this big i i yeah, like you said, just wanted to go to games, be able to sit with somebody who's also wearing a U.S. jersey, and be able to talk about the lineup tomorrow and have them not annoyed at me. That, that was my main goal. <laughs> it's like every day at work, they get annoyed at me, but I wanted to go somewhere where they weren't annoyed at me. So so you had a pretty low bar.
1: <laughs> We're yeah. from Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. Of course you have a low bar. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Hey listen we got 400 members now so in Lincoln Nebraska we've we've come a long way
1: I mean yeah to be honest i mean we the amount of people that we got together in Lincoln, Nebraska showed that if you can do it in Lincoln, Nebraska, you can do it anywhere. Right. I and mean, that's kind of like helped us start what we're doing. So, yeah, I mean, I'll give Lincoln some credit. There's a lot of soccer fans yeah, yeah. there that we didn't even know about when we started. We thought it was just like the small crew. It's like, hey, let's a small crew meet other people from around the country. Because we right. know there's other small crews, right?
2: No, there's large crews everywhere. Yep. I mean, that's how it was when we started it here. I mean, we started with 25 people and we're four or 500
0: people by this point. So, like, just got to be welcome. Uh, welcome everybody who's passionate and positive, U.S. fans from all over, and um, eventually if you're passionate, I think people are drawn to passion personally, I think that's why they care about U.S. soccer, that's why they care about A.O. so much, is because they know it's like a passionate atmosphere that they can keep coming back to, Yeah, I, I think it's agree. magnetic.
1: Do you know who's passionate and welcoming? Who? Slape.
0: This Nashville, yes, Slayer. this chapter is by far does meets all the criteria. They're yeah. fantastic.
2: Well, thank you guys.
0: Great job, man. I'm having a great time, and uh, hopefully we'll see Stuart and uh, Lando later.
2: No, that would be awesome. We would, we we've never had former players show up, so I mean that would
0: be incredible. Well, great work, man. Well, thank uh, you. This is awesome, and we will um, we'll save our voices a little bit for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll enjoy the night with you tonight, and then we'll see you tomorrow.
2: Sounds good. Bright and early, right? 9 a.m. is not bright and early It's uh, for me, for, sir
0: For a U.S. game, yeah, and a tailgate Woo. If you're sharing a hotel room with me, it is Because I snore like crazy, yeah. this as broken Are you with me? I don't know Yes, yes oh. I think so <laughs> All right. All right,
1: God.
2: I guess I'm used to when I've stayed with Hex He's always out the door at 6 a.m. So, <laughs> I've never seen him sleep So, yeah Like I stayed with him in Chattanooga And <laughs> I didn't see him leave, I didn't even hear him leave <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. modern marvel so. yep.
0: Alright, dude We'll get out of here. Thank Sounds you good. so much. Great work. Well, Thank you. Thank and, you guys uh, for everything. We'll be allowed tomorrow.
2: Yeah. We got an inflatable slide tomorrow, too. Hey, that was supposed to be a surprise. Hey, well, we this will be out it. after Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no way. We're, <laughs> we're releasing
1: this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not releasing this tonight. So we'll, we'll, uh, we're actually uh, cutting this with a proof well, post game. Since we so. don't know yet,
0: what score predictions for tomorrow. Yeah. We play Panama tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say 3-1, United States of America over Panama. 3-1, Dom to score two,
2: whoo, Kellen Acosta with a third, and them getting a late goal in like the 85th minute. Brad goes in, nutmeg. <laughs> so he does love those. So 3-0 three, three
1: and 3-1, so it's tricky. I mean, we've tied up. No, we both said 3-1. Oh, you both said 3-1. Okay. I just named the scores. Ooh, I say two-zero. 2-0. I don't think it's gonna be Joe's easy, but I think our back line looks good right now. So yeah, they uh, do. That's true.
0: So two zeros, me. And we got that. No, four, no take back. Done. Yeah. Move on. All right, all right, we're good. All right. Well, y'all will know the score by. I can say y'all because we're in Nashville. They say y'all here. Yeah. Yeah, Sweet. we definitely do. Sweet. Defin- definitely <laughs> say y'all. Well, um, you all know the score now. So uh, three one is what it was, and. Uh, we're going to go to a break here on the American Outlaws podcast. Live Thanks again to John. On site. And, say, awesome. and uh, we'll talk to you in a minute. We are back here at the uh, AO podcast here in Nashville at the night before party. We have the Gold Cup starting tomorrow, and we are joined by... A legend by my absolute favorite player of all time. My brother, who I wish was here, would be crying uh, to be able to talk to Landon Donovan, who is sitting next to me. Landon, thank you for joining us.
4: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: This guy's signing jerseys. This why he's talking on the mic. This guy's amazing. You know,
4: guys, when you have two kids at home, you learn to multitask. So that's what we do. (laughs) How How is is
0: it going with the two kids?
4: Uh, I'm happy to be here tonight. (laughs) How's that? (laughs) No, I'm just playing. It's, uh, It's fun. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but, uh, it's fun, and and we're having a good time. You go from team defense to man-to-man defense. Correct. That. Am <laughs> I the first to make that joke? You know, too? I didn't. Uh, no, but um, I didn't. Go to college. I didn't major in math, but one plus one is supposed to equal two, and somehow it equals like four and a half. Somehow, so you got you feel like you have so much more work. <laughs> right. Well, congrats on all that. Thank you. Uh,
0: thank you also for coming and playing in our uh, San Diego friendly earlier this year. We were Had pretty dominant,
4: fun. huh? We were. Yeah, we were. Our
0: There's one person that was
4: dominant. No,
0: No, it was amazing to be able to play with you, honestly, and Thanks. it was really fun and nice of you to come out. Thank uh, you. Just like it's nice of you to come here tonight. What is it like um, for you as a player? It wasn't always in your heyday, maybe 2002 to two years ago. <laughs> it wasn't always that the U.S. fans were as dominant, and there wasn't stuff like this all the time. No. What's it like to come the night before a Gold Cup game, which – You know, some of the purists might say, oh, the Gold Cup doesn't matter. But there's something like this, an event like this the night before a game. What's it like to come to this
4: and see all these U.S. Well, honestly, when I was a player, this would have felt like uh, an obligation that you didn't necessarily want to be at because you wanted to rest, you wanted to relax. But when you get out of the game, at least for me, you appreciate what this all is, right? And everybody, you know, I've been to three or four of these um, AO Night Befores, and everybody is respectful. They're uh, clearly passionate, but they're they're nice, and this is a total family. You know, you see people from all over the country hanging out together, and it's what the soccer community does, and it's why I think this game is so special. Yeah. I Brought a tear to my eye because I,
1: I mean that's what, that's what we kind of preach all the time, and it's it's cool to see that and hear that from someone that's outside of what we do, and it's really cool to well, see. Well, think here. about
4: the world we live in, right? Where it's so divisive. Everybody takes a side. Everybody's against everybody. And then this is the opposite, right? People come together from all walks of life, all ethnicities, all socio different socioeconomic statuses converging on a city like Nashville tonight and everyone's just here to be happy and have fun and that's I think that's beautiful yeah I was gonna say we don't even invite you guys
0: anymore you just come No, we just I mean
4: I want to show up I, I got some of the al san diego guys that i've gotten to know well over That's the right. past 6 months or so um, they're just they're good guys i'm texting with them and you know my buddy steve is saying do you want to come to the party and i say, sure yeah where's awesome. it at so we show up and it's fun <laughs> and it's extra good when there's not a uh, taco truck in well yeah from my wife's standpoint yeah she's not too fond <laughs> of me jumping out the math at that yeah it, you know <laughs> not a lot but sometimes you do crazy stuff sometimes tequila helps you do crazy stuff and um, sometimes you gotta let go and have fun i never did that stuff as a player because i was so focused on my career but now you can appreciate life a little more so i thought you were a legend but then after that you became even more of a legend <laughs> yeah right well yeah i mean it was it was it was fun i enjoyed it And it's fun being with rob and alexi and Stu and john strong and these guys, you know, that's kind of my new family now, and it's it's a lot of fun to hang can with. You,
1: can, okay, here's a good question. Can you not have fun when you're around Rob and those guys? No.
4: Rob is, you know, Rob on Twitter is so fun to follow, right, because he's exactly who he is in person, and he's fun, and he's witty, and he loves it, man. This is his life, you know. He's dedicated his life to this, and now to see it come all the way to this, he's proud just like we all are that, that we've had some small part in all of this to make it happen. Yeah. How do you think uh, Bruce is doing now that he's back with the team?
0: Um, he's undefeated, so he can't be doing that terribly. But uh, what have you noticed
4: that's, that's changed since he's come he's, back? Um, he seems more relaxed. He seems more confident. Um, he's clearly enjoying it because when you see him do interviews, when you see him speak, when we talk to him in our production meetings before the games, he's at peace right and he's happy and and i think it was a really good change for him he needed the opportunity to do something different and i think my opinion is this environment is perfect for him being a national team coach is perfect for him and he's done a great job yeah he showed up tonight he gave us a little uh... i saw that i saw that on twitter and i was thinking to myself (laughs) something's changed right because bruce hated doing things like that so Something has clearly changed in his mind, and he is. I think he even enjoyed so, it earlier. I, he, I don't know. He might have. He it looked like he smiled a bit, bit. Yeah, which <laughs> is he got crazy. a smile out of. Him. Yeah, yeah, that's not too much. <laughs> no, but he's he's clearly enjoying himself. He's enjoying this, and he's making the most. I mean, he knows he's at the end of his coaching career, and you know, I don't want to be like. Morbid, but you know, he's getting towards the end of his life, and he wants to make sure he's enjoying these moments. And for me, someone who's been around him for almost 20 years, it's really good to see him kind of let go and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, we're proud of him. Um,
0: you have any other questions for Landon? I think Landon wants to go party. So, well,
1: I mean, I would I'd love to know what you think about um, how this team's gonna kind of do in the Gold Cup. Yeah, right? I mean, they looked really good, I thought, against, against U.S. Ghana. Uh, right.
4: I would love to see what you think. Well, uh, there there are two pieces to it. One is there's no mistake that this is an audition for who's going to be a part of qualifying going forward, and hopefully who's going to be a part of the World Cup. Right. So there's no you can't get around that because. There, as Bruce said to us today, there are no other games for him to watch these guys. They right. can't. He can watch their club games, but he's not going to get to see them in person. So, I would expect over the first three games of this tournament, you probably see every player because he wants to see every player on the field. So, um, that's the objective. But I also know Bruce well, and he wants to win, yeah. right? And and any way you slice it, he wants to win. So when the pavement hits the road and it's time to play the knockout games and the games that matter. He's going to put the team on the field that can win, and, and that will be telling, right? We'll see a lot uh, of how he views these players based on who play who plays in those games. Yeah. So so
1: Dom Dwyer and Acosta got like two great goals. Uh, yeah. Well, Dom Dom was just a fantastic finish. But what what few players do you see like
4: making a mark in this tournament? I think Callen is on a pretty pretty rapid rise. Um, Kellen Acosta. Um, he seems like one of those players kind of like, I mean you know very different than Kristen Pulisic but he seems like every challenge he's been given he's met and when you want to get an international top quality player you want to see them achieve every step of the way and some players get to one level and then they fall off or they get to the second level but they fall off or they get to a qualifier and they fall off or they get to a world cup and they fall off Kellen's done everything that's been asked of him and he doesn't seem overwhelmed at all by any of the moments. And I think that's mental. And I feel like there's no question. And he has that ability to just say, Hey, I belong here. And and that's a really important piece. So I've been impressed with him. Um, I'd like to get a look at some of the guys who have been in Europe a little bit, who we haven't seen. I'd like to see Miazga a little bit and see where he's at. I'd like to see Lehigh a little bit and see where he's at. Um, Guys like that, I want to see Ariola get another chance. Uh, Joe Corona played well the other day. I want to see these guys, Kellen Rowe even, and see if they have that potential to take that next step. And if they don't, maybe they're just not ready yet, but you don't know until you try, and it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Well, we want the cup. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> our, our objective and our uh, motivation, especially when Frankie Haddock was on the team, was Gold Cup final. That night, we wanted to take the cup out into town and drink out of it, and that was our motivation the whole way. So Is, Is that, that Frankie's beach usually? Yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah. I mean, Frankie, you know, I don't know if people know this, but yeah. basically before every game, you have a chalkboard or a blackboard where the coaches write the lineups and all that stuff. Frankie would always find a piece of the, the board and write a little quote on it, usually a Bob Marley quote. Between shots of espresso. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... Um, he was kind of like he was our motivator in a lot of those tournaments right and yeah. and it's really cool at the end of a month like this where you're with these guys every day to go out and let loose and celebrate and and i hope that these guys get that opportunity yeah hey we're gonna be there behind the team uh for all the games
0: always are
1: you know we'll be there yeah every
0: game so so will i <laughs> how are you
4: enjoying the uh, announcing side of things i really like it yeah um at first, I wasn't sure how much I was going to like it, and there's a big learning curve. It wasn't easy, and you always look at it from afar and say, oh, it's so easy, but it's not. It's not easy, and being able to work with Stu Holden and John Strong. They're the best, man. They're great, and they make it so easy for me so that I can, when I see something that I think will help people understand what's going on, I can say it. And I don't have to carry the game. You know, John does a great job of that. Stu's really energetic and lively. And I think the combination works well. You know, when I watch back now, I think, you know what, that was fun to watch. I enjoyed watching that. And I think that's our job. Yeah. I don't know if it's because, like, he's live or not over the the phone, but, like,
1: We've had a lot of people on this podcast, and you just do very well just talking about everything.
4: I mean, you're just very smooth. So, yeah, you are good at what you do. Well, it's – I mean – I know this game well, right? So if we were talking about trigonometry, I would, I would stumble, <laughs> right? But I know me. this game well, and what I try to do is I try to have conversations, because a lot of people get a camera or a microphone in front of their face and they, they think of it differently, but we're just sitting having a conversation. That's yeah. what people want to know. They're, they want to see Stu and I sitting around a table talking about the game. Oh, yeah. And that's what we try to do. That's what I And it's
0: important, too, because I feel like in Columbus, Stu pointing out the formation change that Bradley was yelling at Klinsman like opened a lot of people's eyes to like the players are yelling at him to make a change. So I, 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 I don't want to put you in a weird spot, but I feel like you guys get it. You know exactly what's going on on the field, and you, and you being able to explain it to us and sure. see things that we can't see from home is is really important.
4: Yeah, and listen to to Jurgen's credit, Jurgen always said to us guys, I can't yell at you for 90 minutes and tell you what to do. You have to take ownership, right? And I think guys really latched onto that, and they said, yeah, you're right. You have to latch up. You have to take ownership, because on the field they can make adjustments at halftime or maybe once during the half they can call you over, but you got to figure stuff out on your own, and so the next step for our players, my opinion, is we have to have enough guys that can recognize what's going on, how to adjust, what you're going to do differently within a game to make a difference, and, and that will help us get to the next level. Agree. Anything
0: else? <laughs> well Landon, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming again to AO no, no Night Before Party. Uh, we won't make you jump off anything tonight.
4: <laughs> Not uh, yet at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll life see. moment for me. That's I think your was first peer, right? Life moment for you also. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, that That was fun. <laughs> this is. Uh, at least we caught you. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thankfully I didn't get dropped. Uh, you know, I didn't realize how much force that kind of brings. I'm probably way a little more than I did when I was playing, but, you know, it wasn't easy to catch me, and I'm not the biggest guy, so I uh, okay so it worked out. <laughs> I got <laughs> so one of your ankles. To well, us, I mean, good. that's
1: the first time someone jumped off a taco truck at one of our events, so I don't think we're very good at catching people. You are Because you saw the other two people that jumped after that. It was pretty, it was a little bit it better. It was easy.
4: It got yeah, better yeah, and better. Well, you know. So I think it was our it was our fault. It's not yours. You need to be a little probably firmer, <laughs> trying to catch me. Probably like carefully. You don't want to hurt someone, but we'll incorporate that into the pregame tomorrow. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, we'll t- tutorial. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Landon. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll go see USA. You see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys.
0: Outlaws podcast. We are here in Nashville before the opener of the Gold Cup tomorrow against oh Panama. God, I Panama.
5: <laughs> Panama.
0: I was just watching Costa Rica play. It's 0-0 right now. Did
5: you see the Canada? Oh my gosh. Canada. They almost threw that game away. Yeah. French Guiana. Uh They scored what? Two or three on them? It was three. 0 Canada. Yeah. I was 3-2 and then finished 4-2. Yeah.
0: Was that today? That was today. Yeah. I was flying. I landed like five minutes right, ago. No
5: excuses, man. So we got, we, <laughs> got <laughs> the,
1: we got the best commentator in the world with
0: us. Oh, wow. Right Sue Holden. Holden. Oh, Thank you for joining that, us. That sounds
5: really nice. That's a nice intro, guys. That is Thank true, you so much. by the way. This
0: is the 35th episode of the American Outlaws podcast. I'm glad I could make an appearance then on the yeah. 35th. I'm sorry. We asked you 34 other times. <laughs> 34 no's. We cornered you today. Thank you for being here thanks for coming to an AO night before party we must we massively appreciate it no I mean these events are awesome I mean we
5: were at the one in uh, Mexico City Landon and I were at dinner tonight, and we're like, you know what? we got to go again tonight. It's the start of the Gold Cup. We heard Bruce Arena was here. We're like, oh, you yeah. know what? We cannot be shown up by Bruce Arena. Oh, I <laughs> we know. we got to turn up, and we got to bring the party. So hopefully we're bringing a little bit of the party. Oh, know?
0: always. I think Yeah, you enthusiasm. see this? This crowd around here? It's not for us. It's for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think your enthusiasm already beat Bruce a little bit. Bruce was here earlier. He had a good time, I think. But I don't think these night befores are really his gig as much as they are you that, and Landon's. No, I
5: mean, wait, let me finish my beer. That's, why, that's what I'm
0: talking you about. You got to talk tomorrow.
1: You got to talk tomorrow. But that's why it's so amazing that he did show up. I mean, honestly, when they said that Bruce might show up, I was like, this is not his thing. I don't believe it. And then he shows up, no, goes Bruce. on stage, and does a great speech and fantastic. This is
5: Bruce Arena 2.0. Yeah. I mean, he, compared to his first reign as national team coach to now, from on the field to off the field to with the media to everything, he just seems a guy that's totally engaged and. A loving his job and it's it. awesome to see man it's really
1: awesome to That's see It's good i mean i didn't hear that before it's like so he's loving his job right now
5: yeah i mean look he's with the galaxy for a number of years they won yeah. a couple championships he was gm he had full control some older players left i just don't think he was enjoying that job the jurgen the results didn't go so well towards the end of the qualifiers in november u.s soccer had already been talking to bruce and they're like hey do you want this job? And like for Bruce Arena at the end of towards the end of your coaching career to have a chance to coach the US men's national team again? How do you turn that down? Yeah. You know, this is it's a dream job 2.0 for him and I think you see that in his work. This guy cannot lose. No, he can but what, what is the point? hasn't. That? Well, you know, he he this is a good team. We have a good team. We're deep. We are very deep yes. and you go back 2 years and people were talking about the depth and then the results didn't follow. We lost we lost in the Gold Cup to Jamaica and we lost in the CONCACAF Cup Final to um, Mexico with the Rose Bowl. And then just this team just needed life. It needed confidence. It needed a coach to believe in them, just to organize, to simplify things. And I think you're seeing that on the field. I think we're seeing a, it's a really exciting time now for U.S. soccer, right?
1: I agree. How excited is this guy? I love it. Yeah, oh Always, man. This is
5: my passion, <laughs> you know, like since retiring – when I started yeah. doing broadcasting, I get to cover the game of soccer like we're doing right here yeah. for a living. So it's awesome. Though. It's the I'm best thing you. ever. So we're tell-
1: not we're not paying you. I didn't know if you knew <laughs> that or not.
5: Oh wait, I thought my check was coming. <laughs> <out. We're not laughs> said away. I was getting paid in beer, so <laughs> that works.
0: Oh, uh, we can definitely do that. Cheers. Uh, so. Bruce has changed U.S. soccer is changing um, We're getting deeper How do you feel like The fan base has changed Since you, uh, Since when you were a player You played in a gold cup At least one right uh, uh, Two Two
5: yeah Right oh, nine and How's the fan
0: base change For um, U.S. soccer in general It's
5: nice, nice transition For me to compliment The AO here <laughs> uh, No but in all seriousness I mean uh, When I started With the national team it was 2009 There was the, These AO parties Were nothing like They are today I mean when we were in Mexico City, we said, hey, let's go to the party the night before. Let's go see. Let's go interact. Let's go hang with the A.O. And we turn up, and I was like, oh, my gosh. There's so many people here, man. I remember the game I played in Mexico City, 2009, uh, where we lost 2-1. Charlie Davies scored that goal. Oh, yeah. There was probably 50 fans up in, in oh, the, yeah. the ceilings. We were there. Yep. That last no, game, I, I don't know how many of the A.O. fans or how many U.S. soccer fans, but there was a couple hundred plus at least. So... Just the way the game has grown as far as organic support. You've seen cities like Atlanta coming into the league. Nashville are auditioning tomorrow. Make no stake about it because Don Garver's here. They want a city uh, MLS team in the city. So everybody here is like soccer crazy, man. It's awesome. If they've seen Nashville since the beginning of like they've
1: had U.S. games here a lot. And this is one of the stadiums I love going to. Like they're, they're fans standing not just in our section but entire stadium a lot of times here in Nashville at the
5: stadium. It's yeah. awesome. So it's amazing. I mean. we, we, we qualified to to. Uh, for the Olympics here in 2007. I'm going to feel old We tried to. Yeah. No, we did I in 2007. Here. Oh, That yeah. was the last time we did, actually. Okay. And you're right. The last time they played in Nashville, they yeah. did That's they right. Yeah, the last time I
0: they played in Nashville. talk so yeah, let's and talk about, let's talk about our group. Yeah, we made
3: it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, oh, God. Uh, so... The players have gotten better, the fandom has gotten better, I think our announcing has gotten a lot better and I think you're hugely uh, responsible for a lot of that honestly. I, I think it was, for me anyway, I, I don't want to speak for Brunken. It was a huge like win for announcing in U.S. soccer uh, during the Mexico game in Columbus when you were able to spot one minute into the game that we were playing a formation. Mexico changed their formation immediately. That's right. And you, you said it. That. And it took us 20, 30 minutes of getting to destroyed yeah. on the field to change anything. And it took Michael Bradley and somebody else. Jermaine Jones. Yeah. Jermaine Jones on yeah. the sideline telling. Clinsman at the time. I love Clinsman. Well, I still do. Um, But you bringing that to our attention for uh, viewers at home who can't see all that is like a game changer for U.S. soccer announcing, in my opinion. Oh, for so sure. I, I don't really yeah. have a question. I want to. Just no, tell I mean, you in honestly, as, as a player, bad. look,
5: I was not the fastest. I wasn't. The, I'm not the tallest. We're standing. We're about the same height. So oh, I I'm am not, the tallest. I'm not a physically imposing guy, but I always found I could read the game well, and that's what really helped me stay a step ahead in the Premier League and all these places. So it's been kind of cool for me in my evolution as a broadcaster because this is a job you know like you have to work at this you have to study you have to research you have to find your craft to to kind of experience the game in a different way but i i view it as telling a story and it's so cool to me because i watch the game unfold and i see different pieces fit into different parts and it's soccer is a beautiful game man there's so many different parts beyond just going out there and scoring goals there's all these intricacies that lead up to it oh yeah i think the soccer fans like you and all of us we're pure soccer fans we love the game and We're embracing newer fans, so to be able to bring guys in into those little parts of the game that are so... Hard to understand, I think, is, is such a cool thing.
1: Oh, it's the nuances, too. And, yeah, you yeah, have to educate totally. them, and that's how the fans really get into it and get passionate. And and we get those people on the fence all the time. I mean, we, we pride ourselves on bringing the people on the fence. They just show up to one of our events or one of the games, listen to you guys, and they get hooked. That's all it takes, that one time. And right? It's trying
5: to explain, explain to your friend how a 0-0 zero, zero or a 1-1, one, yeah. one, and at the end of a 1-1, one, one, you're like, oh, my gosh, that game was amazing. And they're like, it's a tie, bro. Dude, my two <laughs> Ah, oh, but it was a great game. <laughs> My two favorite games were uh, the U.S.
1: Mexico away where we tied 0-0. Zero-0. Obviously in Azteca. I was say that. Uh, and then it was a U.S. Argentina game, and it started pouring. I forgot what stadium it was in. Uh, Giant Stadium, maybe. Yeah. yes, New York. Yeah. And it was. Epic. I got hurt right before that game. Oh. I didn't, sorry.
5: I, didn't, I had to make one injury. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, those are. I mean, those were fantastic games. I had a hell of a time in the stands at the game. Yeah. And it was, was fantastic. And a tie. Oh yeah, so still off. Awesome. now
5: I get to ask the question because I'm a broadcaster. <laughs> For (laughs) for both of you what has been the biggest change the last couple of years as far as what is something you've seen on the field, off the field, fans, stadiums, Major League Soccer, national team, like, what is one thing that stands out to you if one of your friends says to you in three years say, hey, a couple years ago what what is something that you really saw growth
0: in? Um, for me, I'm, I'm on the ticketing side of American Outlaws. Um, for a Gold Cup that in, in the past would be considered an off-year Gold Cup with kind of our up-and-coming players, not our A-listers, to have 2 3000 people buying tickets for a gold cup game in Nashville not even in MLS city yet. Yet. Uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah, and planning events for that is you know, what's awesome to see all of the support, but planning events for that is um, a different a different animal than just picking a bar and saying let's all go to this bar. Yeah, That's right, great. You know, getting permits and getting everybody in this in this parking There's lot. There's a lot and, of people here right now. Yeah. <laughs> um,
5: somebody's showing me a picture of me with highlights and bolts and look at that. No. Look Tampa out. Bay, baby. A oh, so young you Dino- are. Uh, Bolton, yeah.
3: You look
0: young. The hair looks just as good. Today, I'm not saying though, you I'm look old of... now, but you look <laughs> you look
1: young there. See, and what about for you? I, I think it. I think people are. or Soccer is more embraceable now. I think people are embracing it easier and more often now. I think it's
5: probably because me it's less of a non-cool sport. Because you know, before it was like, hey, you play football, baseball, yeah. Well, basketball. Was, yeah. yeah, they're oh, you kind play of soccer. Yeah. yeah, they're they're kind There's of no offish stigma. about it. And
1: the players and the fans and the type of people that are involved both on the commentary make it awesome the players are making it more approachable and uh um and then the fans too i think more fans are letting people in instead of like saying like this is my sport right this is everyone's sport now right, right? i think that's changed a lot uh, and,
5: you, and that's a good point because i think as soccer fans we were very protective of yeah. our game and we we're almost insecure in many ways of like hey we're soccer fans like don't judge us. Yeah. Don't Yeah. No, it's this is our sport and you can't come in here because you don't know what you're talking about and you don't know what a 352 is and you don't know what a 442 whereas now I think it's a more of a embrace and like hey it's a great game. Come, Come be a part it. of it. Come join. Come see a game. Come put on an outlaw party. Come to an MLS game and you will be hooked. I guarantee it. Yeah. And you see that so much. We so those th- are right answers? <laughs> yeah, those, those are, are great correct? answers. Okay, yeah, you okay. guys have passed. Okay, that's I'm going to talk
0: to my boss at Fox. And see what we can do. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great because that's kind of what we've always strived for is making it as inclusive as possible. Yeah. Making sure that everyone feels welcome, whether you've been to 100 games or whether this is your first game. I love working uh, over here and having people come and say, tomorrow's our first game. We're so excited. And I have no problem telling them you're going to be hooked and I'm going to see you here yeah, again. Yeah, man, keep
5: preaching the good word. I mean, we bumped into people at our hotel. I'm like, where are you guys from? Boston, Cleveland. I'm like, well, you're coming to Cleveland to Nashville for a game and then you're yeah. going back to Cleveland for a game. It's awesome. I mean, people have been at five games already in the last three weeks as far as yeah. uh, Salt Lake, Dallas, Denver, Mexico City. And here, it's
0: yeah. amazing, man. I couldn't it's believe amazing. How, I couldn't believe how many people, how many AO members bought tickets for all three groups stage games, they're going to all three of them over the week, it's well, pretty awesome hey,
5: you guys keep doing what you're doing because trust me as a player myself really appreciative of everything the Outlaws did and then talking to the players now to see the support wherever you guys go, trust me, it, it goes noticed a long way, guys are very appreciative in late on in games early on in games, that little bit extra yeah. always counts man so.
1: Jeez, thank you, I think you we should end love. on that yeah yeah, we really appreciate it get some rest tonight, yeah I'm going to go
0: rest my voice Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks so much. Thank you so much for coming.
5: Absolutely, guys. Thank you. Cheers.
0: Welcome back to the American Outlaws podcast. Uh, It's Sunday. I have my black airport t-shirt on, so you know it's the day after a U.S. game day. You also sound tired, too, so could be. I have a sinus infection, and I screamed for the red, white, and blue yesterday for a very (laughs) long time. So I apologize for the sound of my voice. I'm here with Donald Wine. Donald, say hi. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Welcome back, sir. Justin Brunken. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Megan Brunken, Easton Allgood, Jacob Bornke are all in the room, not on mic. Say hi, guys. Hi. hi. Thanks for all your hard work yesterday, guys. It was uh, it was a great day for a lot of things. Not on the field, um, in my opinion. We well, I don't want to I don't want to shoot off too much about how uh, the team let down in a lot of different ways yesterday. But it was very hot yesterday, uh and you could tell that in my opinion, with the player's uh performance. It was a little sluggish, a little slow um I don't know, do we want to dive right into talking about the game right now what you, well, that was my basic notes here. the tailgate, and you
1: know how how amazing that was before the game was really fun i like I, I liked the tailgate i mean that was hot too
0: it was, it was really hot, but you know what they had the uh the fans the the little fans that we had in some of the tents were really clutch like midway oh, through yeah. the tailgate. Oh, oh yeah.
1: I spent a lot of time in front of that fan. Yeah. Because I spent a lot of time in front of the grill. Too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the heat press. <laughs> the heat press. He said, they... yesterday we could have just called a press. <laughs> Justin was basically like, how hot can it be? I'd like to have it hotter, so I'm going to stand in front of a grill all day. <laughs> yeah, you probably... Actually, yeah, I'm going to stand next to this grill, put the heat press right behind me so I can get a nice heat sandwich. Yeah, you probably could have just put the patch on the jersey, stomp on the jersey on the ground, <laughs> and he probably would have been good. Yeah, it was a hot one. Um it was a great one. Congratulations to AO Nashville for putting on an amazing tailgate. God, there was a lot of people there. I'm gonna say, yeah, huge. Yeah, there would have been 1,500 people, maybe. I don't know. Oh, at
1: least uh, I think probably 2,000. It was packed the when yeah. they started marching in. And out yeah, 300,000
0: people. Is I that mean, what you're yeah, yeah. It could have been 72 million. I mean, I didn't count, so it could have four. been. And two yeah. large dogs. So there are <laughs> yeah. two large dogs there that eating all
1: our bad. hot dogs and brats that like <laughs> hit the ground, and we had to throw. <laughs>
3: They just <laughs> it's ate all right. of them. Clean oh yeah, it was a breeze. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> simple. We used to bring dogs to every tailgate. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys do the big slide? They had a big inflatable slide in the parking lot yesterday. Did oh, you yeah. guys go down it? Oh yeah, it was. I- I did not because I didn't. I, I had just gotten in town and I didn't want to damage myself before <laughs> the game. You know, that had been a real, real thing. You fly all the way over there and then you lose, right. lose a cap because you decided to go you know, head first <laughs> down an inflatable slide and just destroy everything. Feet first. That was very clearly written on it, Donald. Yeah, feet first. I don't, first. I don't think read. it was made for adults, but we brought it to an adult event. <laughs> yeah, it blew a hole in it. I know that because, like, when I went down it. There was a big hole on the side. It might have been me. I don't know. We had a uh, lot of kids on there. I mean, the kids were like, the kids that
1: showed up to the tailgate were on it nonstop. I think in, one kid went down care. like 50 times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. And then went to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Mostly because that game was somewhat boring. A <laughs> good segue, Corey. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I w- last thing on the slide. It was way more fun than I thought it would be. I was like, I yeah, know I've been I've been down slides in my life. Went up to went went up it went down. It. I was like, got to do it again immediately. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, yeah, the march was sensational. I feel like the Nashville marches are like always some of the best. Would you agree? Yeah, it's it's a longer route, so right. you get a chance to pick up more people who aren't really involved with us. Right. Uh, so I I mean I missed the march, but when we were coming in behind it, you could see people kind of like tailgating in the Shonies, yeah that was like time to go in because those guys are ready like and they were just kind of piling in behind so it makes the march bigger when you have a lot of time to kind of pick up stragglers and and new people as a traffic engineer or not traffic engineer transportation engineer i couldn't believe how bad the pedestrian like signing was for that area to get to the stadium there's no lights or anything so like our march went through like i don't know across eight lanes of traffic basically uh but that makes it all the better. But they stopped, though, didn't they? They did, yeah, yeah. which was nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know
1: casualties. if they had a choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably didn't have a choice in matter. They probably saw all those people were like, you know what? We'll let these guys go through. <laughs> I'm not going to kill 30 people today. Great. Um, yeah, one of the things that stood out for me was, uh, and I, I was reading Matt Doyle, who I'd highly recommend uh MLS Soccer, had a, had a thing this morning about how lackadaisical um our defensive pairing was, Gonzalez and Beasler. Um he he's like we really missed Jeff Cameron was basically the point and I fully agree with him that Jeff Cameron's like a proactive defender and he's up on people and getting people up where they should be. And Gonzalez and Beasler feel like they're both kind of uh, secondary defenders, like they're they're there to fill in for the other guy, <laughs> I feel like in a lot of ways. Um and you can see it on Panama's goal. Which this is all coming from Matt Doyle, uh, but I agree with him wholeheartedly. Is like, uh, Zusi showed the guy in towards, and Beasler and uh, Gonzalez were very slow to step up and press him. So, or no, it wasn't the goal. It was uh, that shot that that um, uh, our goalkeeper tipped around the post. The polar bear whose name escapes me for no reason. Right <laughs> right <laughs> what? <laughs> Were you at a zoo yesterday or (laughs) the soccer game? (laughs) Wait, you're telling me Brad Guzan doesn't look like a polar bear? He has the opposite of hair. (laughs) That's true. I've never heard that description. What? Is it his
1: his looks or his prowess in the between the the, between the posts?
0: Claws? Just he's a polar bear. (laughs) Google polar bear. For, do you know what a polar bear is? For does? people at home, Corey just tried to, to demonstrate that. how a polar bear walks, yeah, only and it was a... not good. <laughs> well, polar bears have to swim now. Thanks a lot, Global yeah. oh, Am I right, guys? Uh, I can't believe you had never heard that. Google Polar Bear and Brad Kazan will come what? up. This, is, this
1: isn't a thing. This <laughs> is a thing, Corey. absolutely
0: We're not going to waste our time wait, wait, for wait, me wait, Googling. Wait. Is it like a Facebook post of yours from like 2013? Because if so, you can just <laughs> yeah, tell us now. Wild. I think we should go to break and we should all Google Brad <laughs> no, Kazan. I'm, I'm Googling <laughs> it right now, but it's like, I just don't believe you. This is the kind of stuff you only get on an American Outlaws podcast, and you're all <laughs> welcome for this, it. There are images of, no... No, there's none of him and a polar bear. I get
1: a lot of Guzon pictures and then one polar bear attacking someone on <laughs> Google Images. I don't think it's a thing. There's one picture of him in the snow game, which I guess makes
0: sense. Oh, yeah. God, I didn't even think about that. It's natural habitat for him. <laughs> All right, move on. Moving on. You want to move on? No, I mean, this is this is a great topic. I I, we, I say we fill the final 10 minutes with this topic and nothing else. On debating if... uh yeah. Oh, is there an actual description? Oh, this is hot off the press. Hold on.
3: <laughs>
1: Aston Villa, Brad's a big polar bear. <laughs> There's no context to that, that
0: headline, though.
1: <laughs>
0: That's a headline? <laughs> God,
1: oh, looks... Eric Lehigh said that. Oh. No <laughs> way.
0: Yeah. Eric well, Lehigh gets it. All right. Oh, so team.
1: you and you and Eric, man.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we talked. So just to be clear, um, in this was 2012, Eric Lehigh called Guzan a polar bear, and since that his punishment was he could no longer be on the national team <laughs> <That's right. laughs> until now. <laughs> and his he's... punish Brad's a big bowler from October 9th, 2012. And it it's an Aston Villa article as well. So there's no context to why though he's a polar bear. No. We might need to read further yeah. into this. Uh, we'll, uh, that's the next episode. We'll, we'll that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> All right, now that we now yeah. that we've figured out that he is an actual polar bear, you, yeah, you heard it here first and last on the American Outlast <laughs> Yes, definitely last, last ever. <laughs> <laughs> I want you three who aren't on mic to think of a player that was on the field yesterday who resembles another animal, and I'm going to come back to you at the end of the show. Ooh, I like that. Putting you on the spot, so just think about it. Well, Megan's here for cat names, too. I know. If we need to. Was that, did we decide, was that our last podcast, 2014, the cat names one? I thought we said we're not going to mention how long it's been. It's been three years since our last podcast. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Again,
1: I said we're not going to mention that. Oh, I'm sorry. He said three hours.
0: <laughs> I don't have Beats headphones. I can't hear you very well. I also have a sinus infection. Uh, so we're here in Nashville. Uh, we, we played. A, the United States played Panama yesterday. Uh, the day before that, we got to interview Stu Holden and Landon Donovan. And uh, I I haven't heard our interview with him yet. I'm sure I come off as very nervous because I was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I brain farted like on this. who we were playing the next day in front of <laughs> Landon. And I think that was my very first question. Yeah, he made fun of you, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I was in watching the Canada game and then came out and I was like, Landon Donovan's here. And we're going to do a podcast. So go. <laughs> yeah, he basically got off the plane. It's like, all right, here's a mic. I handed him a mic. And, yeah. now he's go- and we're going. <laughs> it was cool, man. He was chill. And... Stu brought the energy, which was also cool. Those are nice guys. Thank you to uh, Stu and Landon for coming out uh, two nights ago. Now, um, anybody shine in yesterday's game? Dom Dwyer. Can we score? talk about Dom. Yeah, two goals, two Dom, games. For sure. Although, yeah, did he do anything other than that, scoring that goal? It was a good finish. Other than scoring a goal? Yeah. That's (laughs) That's his job. That's pretty hard. Yeah, that that is his his job. job. He literally has one job. All we have to do is keep it. How is his defending? That's what I'm... (laughs) (laughs) His defending was okay. I'm just kidding. He's (laughs) a striker who gives a shit. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to be sarcastic. (laughs) Jacob was over
1: here saying that he thinks he's the best uh, forward. uh, Defensive. Defensive striker. Yeah. Yeah. Really? He's also slightly
0: biased. He is biased. He's
1: a Sporting KC fan.
0: But here's the thing, like dom Dwyer, he 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 came on the national team, everyone was really hyping his debut. We've been waiting a long time in two games he scored two goals. That's literally all you can ask of your strikers is to score goals right. and this man is yeah. finding a way to put the ball in the net is what we need' was a good finish, and against Martinique, we're gonna need him to score like seventy five of them, yeah, so that we can catch up and you know at least have a goal differential lead entering. Uh, the third match, but yeah. no, yeah. he did well yesterday. Kellen Rowe did did pretty good yesterday. No, his too. assist there and getting down the juggling the around people. Oh, that was yeah. sick. he's played really well. Uh, I think the, the polar bear did well yesterday. Yeah, um, I don't good. think the goal was his fault or anything. But like how that. was the polar bear's attacking skills yesterday? Were they <laughs> they were <laughs> like a polar bear? <laughs> Asking the opposite of people's I mean jobs his goal kicks were just really good. Yeah, yeah. just precise. <laughs> just- <laughs> How I, was Bruce Arena's footwork yesterday? Was Bruce Arena, on the goal, he really, you know, the, the, fist, <laughs> the fist pump and pump. the clap yeah, was really good. That's
1: probably his highest fist pump I've yeah. seen in a long time. Actually, I don't know if he fist pumped at all, but I, I, I can only assume. Okay. I was too busy celebrating.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't see it. Did, was that fist pump an actual thing that he did yesterday? I think he did He did the, like, like dad clap. We're like, oh, that's my kid. Yeah. Look at that. That's so cute. But no smile. No. Yeah. Well, he does, he does a smile he does for, smile. like, a
1: second.
5: He's like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <And> he's
0: back. <laughs> and then he's
1: back to serious. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you're right though. Dom, like he got the goal.
0: We had the lead. All we had to do was keep them from scoring. Which we should have been able to do that I feel and win like, the game. I don't know if we have the stats up anywhere. Did we get outshot yesterday? I feel like oh, we were. I, had the, I had the stats I'm up. outshot. I believe we were. I, did, I, I haven't seen them yet, but it seemed like it. Yeah, the, 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 the flow of the game was really skewed at a certain point in the second half towards Panama, and. uh we had some great defensive showings, you know, to clear the ball out. But it seemed like the one, the goal that they had, it was everyone decided to just like when when Guzan blocked the shot with his chest, amazingly, yeah, amazingly, everyone decided to stop playing, and Panama didn't. It yeah. just kind of shot through five people, and Brad still got a paw on it. And yeah, it went in, but yeah, Costa was too slow to step to that guy for sure. Yeah, someone needed to get bodied. Uh, yeah, it was in the, very reactive yeah. and yeah. not aggressive at all. So I'm looking at the
1: stats right now. It was pretty even. Um, I mean, they had three more shots than us, but same on, same shots on goal, same saves. The only thing that was uh, different is fouls, which is 14 for Panama and three for the U.S. Oh, really? Yeah. We only committed so
0: three or only had three drawn.
1: I, I'm, I'm guessing we only committed three. How uh, that
0: seems odd. Yeah that shows a lack of? Because I did not hear a single whistle other than halftime. Yeah, that's true. Oh, no cards this game, which is crazy. Yeah, no cards, no speed. <laughs> did they even have a hydration break like in the second half? They, I think that they guy just... got hurt, and so a bunch oh, of they people got it water. Oh yeah. uh, no, they did at that time
1: because those were like very important to me. I was I was on the sticks playing yeah. some drums, and I needed those hydration breaks. We all just did. with the players. Speaking yeah, of everyone that. in the stands.
0: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, I need a water man.
1: Corey, we have like five ten minutes left. We can go, right?
0: Five ten minutes. You told me it would be five ten minutes total. <laughs> I'm running out of my A game. I got to go down to B plus. Rule seventy six: No excuses. Play like a champion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, luckily I only have A game.
1: We were all wrong with our predictions, by the way. We made. Yeah, I said three at the beginning y- of this podcast. I or said two days.
0: Dom Dwyer would score two goals, but uh, that Dom Dwyer would score, and he did. I said Panama would score, and they did. That's the bulk of a right prediction, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a good bet anymore that Don, when he plays, he's just going to score. Well, at this point now, you, you're like, he's batting a 1,000. Like, yeah. When he doesn't score, you're going to be like, well, he had a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> he ran a lot. He, he ran a lot, around, but he didn't score. What a what yeah, the hell? Yeah, jeez. <laughs> he pissed off their team a lot. <laughs> he likes the battle, man. He likes uh, being physical. Dude, that's what we need. Yeah. We and need those people to battle up front. I feel like yesterday's game was so unphysical and a slow pace, so it really didn't match his, like, type of game, and yet he still scored, so that's good. He knows where to be. I like him a lot. I felt like Dax McCarty um, took a step back in a lot of people's estimation yesterday. Like, I feel like he gave the ball away a lot in the midfield, put us under a lot of unnecessary pressure. I think, though, against Ghana, didn't he complete, like, 94% of his passes? Yeah, he only missed three. Yeah. Of his passes against Ghana. And it was like the highest rate since like 12 years or something for a national team player. Something ridiculous. It's a guy named Peel. P-E-L-E. Peel. P-E-L-E. Pele. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? Peely. <laughs> I'm new to this. <laughs> I've heard of him. Is so he Dax McCarty like, and Peel. Corey, was that is the A from, joke that is you're is waiting he, to, to, waiting to play? <laughs> Is he from Milwaukee or? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> If uh, that's your A joke, then no, I'm, telling I'm not sure we
0: have anything dropping left quickly. from
1: Corey today. It was a rough a rough morning. It was a long day yesterday.
0: It was a long day. This uh, sinus infection, I'm going to blame everything <laughs> on me, including my peel joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got to go watch some uh, live music last night in Nashville. Did you know they had that here? What? Yeah, it was great. In Nashville? Who knew? Hmm. I didn't know until you 400 yet. bachelorette parties. <laughs> I feel like...
1: Now, even though there was a record crowd yesterday at Nashville for the game, it was like, what, 47,000, 47 something change. like that. Yeah. I still feel like there's more bachelors and bachelorettes and party goers <laughs> here in town
0: than yeah. that game. There were so many people last night who were asking, like, are you guys, like, what are you, is there a holiday? <laughs> is this, like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> this the is of yeah. the, the eight, new Fourth of the July. Yeah. The new 4th of July. The 8th of July. Is that a thing now? Because <laughs> yeah. they're all bachelorette parties and they're all hammered. Like, yeah. All of them. Yeah. I'm surprised there's alcohol left in this town after this weekend, <laughs> right? That's f- that's a fair statement.
1: It was a good time though. Good music. Nashville's always amazing. Yeah. The crowd was great. It was a, it was a struggle. It was hot. The game wasn't. <sighs> there was no shade. The best. We were talking about
0: what's the hottest U.S. game you've ever been to? I think unanimously, oh KC, Kansas City. That was a hex game, right? That was the last. Oh, last gold, gold cup. cup. Yeah, that's correct. And it was like 143 degrees. Was that it was one one? Against Panama?
3: Yeah.
0: We, we tied them and, yeah, yeah. Okay, so next Gold Cup, we're going to try to play Panama on the in the opener in uh, Anchorage. Because <laughs> Brad does, Guzan can fly on down from his habitat. Fly. Yeah. He can swim. Yeah. Polar bears swim That's now. That's true. <laughs> fly on down to Alaska. <laughs> I'm back to A, by the way. Uh, <laughs> what? You can't give yourself <laughs> grades for those jokes. My wife isn't here, so I have to grade myself. All right. If she That's
1: were it. here it'd be F. You can't give you an F. A, because then you can't Deep you're not gonna minus. get not gonna dig deeper for better jokes. We've gotta we gotta give you a B so you dig deeper for a good joke. The <laughs> more they, they dig, go deeper I dig the lower they go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Dig into your loins. <laughs>
0: I know you have it. I believe it. Nothing <laughs> funny about that. Yeah. <laughs> um Oh yeah, the soccer game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think what what else stood out to me for some reason, Zusie keeps starting over Eric Lehigh. I bet Eric Lehigh gets a, a start against we play Martinique on Wednesday right mm-hmm. in Tampa mm-hmm. um who who just beat um nicaragua Nicaragua yeah, two right? Martinique beat that, Nicaragua that is astonishing. The Martinique, I think there might be more, there may be more people in the A.O. section yesterday <laughs> than live in the entirety of Martinique. Yeah. And that's not to say that the A.O. section was small because we had, what, 2,500, 3,000? Yeah. yeah. We probably outpopulated their entire country. <laughs> yeah. And they just beat Nicaragua. There are more bachelorettes in Nashville than people in Martinique. I think there's more bachelorettes in one bachelorette party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, and they still beat uh, Nicaragua. So congratulations to our friends. Three hundred eighty-six thousand. So that's pretty close. That I mean, if you combine the AO section with Bachelorettes, <laughs> yeah, you're we're there. there. We're, yeah. we're near. We're over there. Ethan, <laughs> check his math on that for me. Get back to me. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> there's three. There's, it was, there's yeah. We three, did say thousand, there's three hundred thousand plus eight. like eleven billion, <laughs> and then like divide by zero. So. <laughs> This is the math corner of the podcast, by the way. We should have mentioned (laughs) that. Yeah, we need theme music for the math corner. We need one of those like radio buttons that just like yeah. Was it different sounds? No, it was. uh, Me and Brunkin played in a band for a long time, a long time ago, and uh, we had Corey's math corner. And once a (laughs) month, I would send out a math question. (laughs) (laughs) This is a true story. (laughs) This is a true story. And if one of our fans uh, replied with the correct answer, we gave him free entry to one of our shows. And only one person ever did, and his name is Jared Swen. Jared Swin? Yeah, it was a hard question too. It was like a triple derivative. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay, so let's let's do
1: uh, a math question for all all five listeners out there. Oh boy,
0: uh, you're, you're asking me. We'll to send out we'll question. send a, we'll send him a hat. Um, if you divide the population of Martinique by the number of contestants on The Bachelor. <laughs> tying it all in i like this yes, of the last season uh and you multiply that by the number of polar bears in nashville on the field at yesterday's game <laughs> send it to info at the american jacob will get back to you with an internet high five. <laughs> oh no i said a hat too we'll send him something we're gonna send him a hat That's yeah an easy question Oh, I so? guess we do have, like, five listeners. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you got to reward the people somehow. Yeah. yeah, so you do that. I'll send a hat. Okay, so just reiterate, Oh, I guess it's a podcast. Play it back. <laughs> I don't even remember what the question no, was. Play it's, it back. it's on there. Yeah. So okay. we, we we don't have any listeners anyway. Yeah, so. not not after this. We could offer a free trip to Martinique. <laughs> Nobody's going <laughs> to hear it. <so. laughs> it's like $100 from D.C., so. Let me ask our lawyer. Did I just officially offer a free trip to me? Okay, we need a disclaimer. This is not legally binding. You you can you can also revoke said offer because no one has accepted. it. Oh yeah, we have two lawyers in the room. Sweet, what a party! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like you guys. <laughs> we're, the no, right. we're the no fun police. We're going to have a lot of <laughs> tangents here. All right. So we got the question. No. This is what this <laughs> podcast is. We go over that every time. Nobody comes to this looking for in-depth insight. That's true. Yeah, there's 100 other podcasts out there, and 3 million electronic websites <laughs> on that device in front of you. People can go to for analysis on the game. We bring you the fans perspective. <laughs> right? Do you think they'd ever fans slash media perspective (laughs) ever hear this tidbit about Brad Guzan, the polar bear, on any other podcast? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think so. In fact, Brad, if you are one of the five listeners out there, or Eric Lehigh, uh, if you want to come on the next episode and you can talk about (laughs) how this came to be because (laughs) climate change, this is what our members would love to know. Yeah, that (laughs) yes, that would be an amazing show. This is all our fans. That would be probably the most highly rated.
1: American Outlaws podcast episode in history. Yeah, it's either gonna be like a fifty-minute show where it's some super long story, or it's like, no, I just thought he looked like a polar bear. That's it. (laughs) And it's Dover,
0: and (laughs) that's gonna be the entire episode. So if it's really like a five-second answer, it will be a
1: five-second podcast. It'd be amazing (laughs) if we just like intro him forever. Just like five (laughs) minutes, this big intro, and
0: it's like, yeah, he looked like a polar bear. All right, thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) See you. Was it the Total Soccer Show? that's a great show by the way, a great podcast, Total mm. Soccer Show. Uh I think it was this last episode they were talking about Brad Guzan needs like cuz he seems like the most basic dude. I think mean, there's just nothing interesting about him, which is a mean thing to say. But they're like he needs to get like a Pokémon like he he needs to start like a Pokémon fan club or something just to like make him like stand out in some way so he gets more credit from US fans cuz everybody's like yeah, Brad Gazan's okay. You know, it's Tim Howard that I love, but Brad Gazan's fine, you know. So Brad, if you're out there, use those claws of yours to start up to start up a uh Pokemon fan club. You heard it from the Total Soccer Show and American Outlaws, and please come on to our podcast for five seconds. Yeah, we love again. you. And where you go we'll follow. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about? Uh final on this, thoughts on the game? On this piece of shit that we're putting together. <laughs> It's not that
1: bad. We had Landon Donovan, Stu Holden on this, and Jonathan Slate.
0: Yeah, That's true. This is by far. And then now you have me.
3: Yeah, now we got Donald. And Donald. <laughs>
0: that was that was supposed to be like I am the the low light of this podcast. We just we just forgot about it because it was like two days ago. <laughs> we splice them together. I know, right? Well, I'm excited to hear those back, um, and hopefully, I don't sound terrible. Hopefully, Landon and Stu came across came across as awesome because that's what they were at the party and it was cool of them to come they hung out for a long time took a lot of pictures had some beers with us and um we welcome brad guzan and everyone uh every ex player to come to any of our night before parties you'll be treated like a celeb and um because you are i guess and i'm talking directly at you right now none of you who are listening <laughs> anybody else any final thoughts before we sign off yeah donald where do you see us going uh, cup. Well, I think Martinique, we again, I think we're probably going to score like four or five because if we don't score four or five, then we're going to have issues because we go into the last game against Nicaragua while Panama will get to play Martinique. And yeah, we need goal difference. We want goal differential. To, I mean, first or second really doesn't matter in the Gold Cup because you're not facing Mexico, but you could face Costa Rica. Um, and that who has pretty much their A team at this? They're or one close, of the few teams that have brought their A game, or their A team. Yeah, um, Martinique even brought their B team, which is incredible because probably again, there's fewer people in Martinique <laughs> than there are in this room, yeah. and you <laughs> Keeps know, it's getting lower. <laughs> there's what six six people in this room, and yeah, and Martinique has a B team of twenty three players from their Martinique. MLS style super league um, that they brought. So I think that's what you got to do is you got to score a lot of goals. Um, We're going to be in Tampa. It's going to be at night, like late night. So so it won't be a thousand degrees. It won't be a thousand degrees, but also like they get to you know sleep in and uh, you know it's a nine o'clock starter, nine thirty start. Is Uh, that right? It's nine o'clock, I think. Probably nine thirty. Yeah, or yeah. With TV, it'll be like you know. Eleven. I'm told for sh- for this shit. Man. Uh, so <laughs> that's a school night. too. That's a school night. So everybody, make sure you do your homework before you go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> do get on that on that math corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bring it to the bar. You know, yeah. please skip all your school homework <laughs> and just do that question. <laughs> so strengthen numbers. Just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, this summer. So right. <laughs> what? There's summer school. Sorry. What's your <laughs> score prediction? Oh, for Martinique, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go bold. I'm going to go seven nil touchdown usa seven nil i think we're gonna struggle i think uh, i'm a pessimistic person but i think we're gonna struggle i I just have a bad feeling and i think it's gonna be like one zero wow states of america wow yeah Hmm. i mean i think they're gonna get a goal
1: and for some reason so i think it's still gonna be like like three or four one yeah yeah but i think we're gonna score we're not gonna struggle on that you heard it here I know you know. Grant one thing I know, we're going to be at every game, American Outlaws. That's correct. Every single game. We bring our, we always bring our A game. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. one thing to count on.
0: That's for sure. We save our B, and it's we, <laughs> we save our B game for the day after. Yes, <laughs> so true. Like this, <laughs> we always feel. I always feel like I played. Yeah, I know, the next right? morning, I'm hurting today, dude. Yeah. My legs are tired. Um, I, I should mention that <laughs> it's probably the it's likely that the Martinique game will have already happened by the time this goes up because of all the bullshit you have to edit out. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make any notes. So I have to, yeah.
1: (laughs) Edit point. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I do have to listen to this and edit it out. Huh?
0: Just take out. Yeah. Anything that wasn't hilarious. And we're going to be down to like three. (laughs) Leave some of Corey's stuff in there just to, (laughs) just to make him feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for that dig. Um, before we sign off guys, uh, did any of you come up with a player who oh, yeah. resembles a animal? Great. That's the kind of stuff that you can get <laughs> only here on American <laughs> Alice podcast. Wait, wait, wait. We can't we can't we can't break yet. Megan, hit us with a cat name.
4: <laughs> Matt, Meowzga. <good>. Beautiful.
0: <laughs> yep. That's, that's it. Beautiful. We got to get that cat. We never got one in our warehouse cuz our Landlord won't let us. Jerk! What a downer! <laughs> what? <clears throat> That's true. All right, uh, let's get that cat. Let's let's move on that. Put that at the top of our list. Enjoy uh, USA Martinique on Wednesday in Tampa, Florida. We will see you at every single game, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us, both of you, on the American Allies podcast. Thanks, guys, for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We will uh, see you soon. See you. Later. Holla.